I'm Mark Tremonti. I'm with Alter Bridge. For my whole career, I've used D'Addario strings. I'm always experimenting with tuning, so it's something that makes it necessary to have different string gauges because you can't really put a set of tens on a guitar that's tuned down to A. And D'Addario is patient with me to make it all happen. Bollinger with Premier Guitar. We're at the Orpheum in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm with Mark Tremonti of Alter Bridge. Mark, great <laughs> seeing you great again, to man. See you, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, for inviting us to the sound check. Um, it's been, I think, I think almost a decade since the last Nashville. We were at the uh, the, the memorial, the war the memorial, war memorial downtown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. The rig has changed a lot since then. A, a lot. In fact, that clean tone is something we'll get into. There's a big reveal. So you have to watch to the end. But let's start right here talking about, let's talk, let's talk about guitars, pedals, yeah, and then sure, amps. Sure. So tell me a little bit about, about this one right here. So the Sunburst is, um, gosh, it's one of the first single cut with the bridge, the floating bridge. Um, it's what I use for our most important songs of the night. You know, I use this for Blackbird. I use this for Cry of Achilles. This is my go-to for those, you know, the when it's really counts this right is what i what i rely on so um what counts in standard tuning this yeah. is my standard tuning guitar standard tuning a half step down yeah yeah okay yeah standard for you is down a half step yeah yeah v van halen standard yes yeah exactly exactly yeah van halen said exactly that standard there's one there's one song i do that's not uh that's not down a half step it's actually uh open d5 in standard so Relative standard. Yeah, yeah relative <laughs> standard. Okay, and so this signature was built how long ago do you think? This was probably 2000, if I'm guessing 2002 maybe, God. 2003. Yeah. That is shocking, yeah. man. Yeah, and it's a, it's a beast. It's heavy. Um, there's just something about it. It just sounds great, plays great. It's got a bunch of soul. Um, and even though it's got all these chambers in here for the for the bar and everything, it's it's got a lot of weight. Yeah, you know that's what I really love about your signature, about your signature guitar because it's you can see the influence, but mm. it's its own thing. Yeah, it's, and it's so cool that I guess during the process, did you and Paul just really kind of work through? You told them like everything you wanted. Yeah, you know we got together and. Um, me just being a picky guy, I, uh, they, they'd send me guitar and, and I said, you know, I think uh, Jeff Lanahan called me. He's like, we'd like for you to try out um, some of our guitars. I'm like, well, I have one of your guitars. I, I, uh, I absolutely love it, um, but I don't play it on stage because the, the configuration is not what I'm used to. When I'm playing live, I want to be able to switch between pickups and yeah, everything. Because you, you were what a I'm used Paul to. guy back, yeah, you know, back then. Yeah. So they sent me a McCarty, love it, one of my favorite guitars ever. But it was a little rounder sounding, you know, yeah. it was more of a blues style kind of guitar, Paul style. Yeah. And it had uh, just one volume and one knob on it, and the switch was down here. Um, I was like, I, I just can't use it live, but I'll use it in the studio, I'll use it to write with. So I'm like, all right, we'll send you another one. They sent me another guitar, loved it. But I'm like, again, I can't use it on stage. So, uh, like, all right, how about we just design a guitar for you and make it your signature model? 
And at that time, it was Carlos Santana was the only other guy at PRS right. that had a signature model. Yeah. So the kid in me is like, you know, sure. And the kid in, on the inside is like, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, and you were a kid. I was a kid. Yeah, I was were, a kid. Yeah. And uh, they, um, they sent me out the first guitar and it looked like a blue whale. Had a big top on it and a little tiny lip on the bottom. Paul's always trying to, you know, do his own thing. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to, make a Les Paul. He yeah. wanted to make it a PRS single cut. Uh, so it took us a little bit of time to get through the just the aesthetic of it. Yeah. And then we got into the neck carve. Um, and the neck carve at first was just the traditional PRS neck. Yeah. And then um, for me, they would shave it down a bit, make it my specs. And yeah. then uh, they sold it at first with just the PRS neck. And then friends of mine would play mine and be like, wow, this neck is great. Like, when are we going to get my neck on my guitar? So yeah. finally we did. So if you have one of the original neck ones, they're probably a collector's item because they didn't yeah. make very many of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The ones with my name on the 12th fret, are, those are the rare ones too. Yeah. But um, we finally got it dialed in. And then over the years, we, um, we won't change much, but we'll have like different tuning pegs and different tuners and different aesthetics on the pickups. Sure. Um, my pickup, uh, when the guitar first came out, was not the signature pickup that that developed maybe a couple years into it. We, um, so what did you tweak pickup wise? We, well, this, this was just the dragon two, I believe, uh, pickup for the neck. Like, yeah. We just Great kept that pickup. the way it is. Yeah. Um, but with this Brit, the bridge pickup, um, we had them sent out 10 pickups, each one wound tighter than the last. And we got through about four before, um, I plugged it in and played. And my sound engineer out front was like, wait a minute, go back to that that last one and so i did just you have like 10 guitars with different pickups in it no i think we had two guitars and we were kind of going back and forth between okay. the two sure as fast as we could yeah um and we got to that fourth one and it was a little um edgier than than i was used to but we're like wait let's let's look at our eqs here and see if we can make this work and we just took a little of the presence down and it cut so well and uh now i've got i've had people um gosh i, I forget uh it might have been a few, a few artists come up to me and be like, hey, man, I've got your pickup in, in my guitar. I love it. And yeah. at the time, it was one of the uh, most tightly wound pickups huh. out there before, before all the crazy. You know, right. you had the screaming demons and that stuff. Sure. But then people went nuts with them. But yeah. before people went nuts with them, it was one of the most high gain, high output out, um, pickups. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really been cool kind of just watching the whole progression. And I can't believe... It's been 22 yeah. years. Oh, yeah. God. Absolutely. And yeah. it's gone through so many different, uh, the SEs and the... Right. Um, there's you, three different levels. You know, you can get the, the cheapest SE that everybody can afford, and they play great. They play, I, I yeah, I, I have, uh, I don't know if I reviewed it or played it, but God, yeah. incredible. And, a, and like affordable guitar. Yeah, yeah. And that's, to me, the affordability is huge for me. When I put out the... Uh, the MT15. Right. You know, I told, God. I, I told the guys, I'm like, um, in a perfect world, we have a five before the price tag. Yeah. Uh, $599, whatever yeah. you want to make it. Right. And we got within 50 bucks of that when we released the amp. And um, yeah. a lot Huge, of people successful. lost their mind over it. Yeah. yeah. You know, Sam Ash came up to me, I was saying earlier, we we're at uh, NAM, and I think there were 7,800 products that came out. Uh, and it's, and, uh, I don't know how, I think there's a best in show for a bunch of different categories. And sure. Sam Ash came over to me and he's like, I just wanted you to see this. And he pops the best in show right on top of the MT15. Oh, and it was one of those moments. Cause I'm an amp, 
I like amps. Amps are my, my thing. Like, I'm crazy <laughs> about amps. Guitars, I have my signature guitar. Yeah. Amps, I collect nonstop. So I didn't want to put out an amp that wasn't um, received well. So I was happy it, it was received well. Yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, we're going to get into some amp cool stuff in a little while. But I want to see, can we see that prototype? Yes. The, yeah. uh, the one before this? That yeah. So, uh, you know, the interesting thing about uh, this guitar, we call it HA because um, we were in Seattle and the, my tour manager said a bunch of the Hells Angels are coming to the show tonight. Um, so just let them, let them have, you know, let them do what they do their thing, you know, be gentlemen. And uh, so I'm sitting there warming up for the show and about five minutes before we're hitting the stage, this gentleman walks in with his wife and sits down next to me as I'm warming up and just takes out a sticker and puts it right on my guitar. <laughs> So it stayed there. It stayed there ever since. Um, yeah, that's kind of non-negotiable. Yeah. They, so, so it's you just, gotta have to, so gotta have to go with roll with the, it. Part of the history of the guitar, but this one's gotten played a lot. This is a <sighs> this is a studio beast. It's um, I use this for a lot of lower tunings, or um, this right now is in drop B. So the bottom string is is down in B. Um, wow. So, so over the the over two decades you've played this have you changed frets have you done anything yeah um this one this one no look at the frets on this thing oh yeah so paul um paul reed smith got my other guitar my main uh, yeah. charcoal burst and uh he's like i've never seen frets this bad <laughs> <laughs> that is saying but, something but i like i like the feel of when when the frets are wore in a little bit yeah. it's it's like a baseball mitt it just it feels good, you know, huh. when the frets are new, it's a little tingy. Um, but uh, this one, original frets, and they just beat up. I'm a... Um, I'm High not, mileage on that guitar. I'm not a delicate guitar player. Um, <laughs> yeah, I felt I play, your picks are like hard. rocks. Yeah, I play, I, play, <laughs> I play very hard, so my frets get abused. Um, I thought I'd turn that ringer off on the guitar. <laughs> but... Um, no, this is this is definitely one of the uh, like I said in the studio. This one stays in tune and is intonations perfect and everything. It just sounds great. It's uh, it's a workhorse. Okay, that's great. Well, let's yeah. let's see the uh, what's next. This is this is we call we call it dime. This is dime bag. This is um, this was my this is my favorite finish on a, on Beautiful. a PRS. I just love it. Um, this is probably the guitar that is my most known guitar. You know, of course, Paul signed himself here and uh oh, that's so great he put the custom built for mark Tremonti back here and it was i think the second prs single cut with a bar on it ever made um the first one is is at home it's a platinum it's like a, a silver but um this guitar has just always had the mojo and played one of my favorite playing guitars i've ever owned um so when we we're doing a show at the house of blues in orlando this was real, real soon after Dimebag um, passed away, and, and uh, a fan was handing out these stickers, and I got a hold of one, and I was like, oh, "Let's just put it on my favorite guitar." And oh, it just—it stayed there all these years. You can see how faded the sticker is now. Yeah, it just looks um, cooler. Okay. Yes. Tell me about this thing. So this could arguably be my favorite guitar in the world. It's, uh, <sighs> it's. It's just amazing. So um, I called Paul and I said, can we design a guitar 
um, he's like, all right, Mark, if you come up to the factory and you draw it with me, uh, well, I'll, I'll think about it. So uh, <laughs> we went up there and got on the dry erase board. And um, it's me and Paul and Bev and Rich and, you know, maybe four or five of us. And uh, Paul gets up there and kind of makes an outline. And I was like, well, what if we made this less sharp or this and that? He's like, here, take the pen. So we were drawing it together. We drew this thing together. And then um, we, uh, and of course, it's got Explorer-esque, you know, it's kind of that that. Although shape. totally its own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's only so many things you can do with a guitar, right? So um, he had his wizard come in the room. And he took the picture of the dry erase board and he came back 15 minutes later with this rotisserie 3D image of the whole guitar. I'm like, what? That is incredible. <laughs> and I have all the screenshots, you know, saved somewhere. Um, but this is, there's only four of these. This was the very last one they just made. Um, I've got this one and a one that's got, it's like a black burst. It's like darker than this one. Um, then I've got just a pure black one. Then I've got a brown one. But this is my favorite one. Oh, um, God, that wood is just so beautiful. And I don't realize how, how off I am with my, my aim because I've, <laughs> I've tore it up. But um, yeah, that's some aggressive playing. I've had uh, so many folks say, where can I get one? Where can I get one? Um, and I tell Paul and Bev, I'm like, guys, these folks want this guitar. Why don't yeah. we make a limited run or do a, make another signature model? Uh, and it, it's a three-piece top. They'd have to develop a brand new CNC machine. It'll be an old, another corner of the factory. Um, <laughs> okay, Paul, the ball's in your court. That's right. That's right. The people he's want gonna, it. He's gonna, he's gonna hate this. <laughs> yeah. Every time we go to dinner, me and Paul, he's like, "Okay, that damn guitar. Yeah. <laughs> We're not making it." He's like, "I'll tell you what. I'll give you. I'll give you 15 guitars if you just shut up about that guitar." <laughs> so he he. Uh, Nice enough to make it for me, but I don't think he wants to get into the business of making them. But it's called Stella. Uh, we put Stella on the headstock. Stella's my daughter. And oh, that's why cool. I have all these um, people will be like, yeah, you know, Ukraine, you yeah. know, because of course I'm supporting Ukraine. But sure. these are the Down syndrome colors. Oh. That's why it's on there. My daughter has Down syndrome and people will be like, you know, the Ukraine flag has blue on the top. Like, yeah, but this is not, this is yeah, different serving thing. Two, two purposes, I yeah, guess, now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is oh, Stella, that's... and it's beautiful. It plays great. It's, uh, you know, Paul signed it, custom built it for me. and That's beautiful. What, God, how do you even get a case for that, right? It's a big case. Yeah, I It's bet. a big case, yeah. yeah. But it's, um, it's, the ones I have at home, that's tough because the cases are they're <laughs> right. that thick and this big and they take right. up all the room. Yeah. So totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul and, and Rich tried to give me this guitar that they made for Lady Gaga. It was a pink guitar that shot out in all four directions. <laughs> and the case was as big as that drum riser. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want it. I don't want that guitar. I'm not going to play it. Here, take it, Mark. Just play it a couple of times. I'm not going to play it live. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Hey, there was one other guitar that had this great art on it. Do yeah, you know the Fenton guitar. Yeah. I, 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 not to wear you out. I know no, you got, no, I know you got no, a gig man. and stuff. Is, but... I love talking to you. Yeah. So we, um, we did, uh, 20 of these so I had 
I commissioned an artist, Joe Fenton. If you look him up, he's got just killer, killer artwork. God. And um, this is when I was thinking about getting a tattoo. I'm looking up all this art and I come across this and I'm like, yeah, that would be a great tattoo. Yeah. I'm like, well, why don't I just get it painted on the guitar instead? Way I don't have better. Yeah. <laughs> so he painted this awesome thing. And this is just one of, um, so after all these years went by, like, what should we do for your 20th anniversary with PRS? And we're thinking, should we do 20, the dime bag replicas where we do the same dents and the same sticker and all this stuff. And we got approvals from, um, uh, from the estate to, to do it. Um, or we, we could also do the Fenton thing. So we, we could only pull off the Fenton thing in time. So we uh, hired Joe to, or Paul hired Joe to paint 20 guitars. And then, um, so he literally, they're all individual. Yeah. Wow. So he literally painted there's those. No, there's not two the same. So they're all different imagery. Wow. Um, so they did 20 and uh, I'm talking to Joe. I'm like, yeah, well, that's cool. Cause I, I'm going to pick one yeah. of the 20. And then I talked to Bev. I'm like, yeah. So uh, she's like, yeah, we already sold this one to this and that. I'm like, wait, let me choose one before we, they all go. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, you want one? I'm like, yeah. It's like, well, we already sold 20 to dealers. So we're going to have to make 21. <laughs> So I actually got on the phone with Joe and I got to say, hey, let's, uh, he had a couple ideas that I liked. So I liked the, um, the light emanating from the corner of one of his guitars and he had this old guy on one of them. I'm like, let's do the old guy and the light and this and that. So he, um, oh, that's great. He painted it and then he also did some stuff on the back. Oh it's, yeah, I love the Easter egg back there. Yeah, so it's that's like, like just for you. Nobody yeah, yeah, you no, know. yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's great. It's got the matte finish on it. Um, I don't play it much because um, I just don't want to get it. I don't want to mess sure. it up. Yeah, you don't want it looking like dime. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> and, I, and I'm a fan of, of guitars that have some dings in them. It's their life. I don't, yeah. I don't ever get mad when a guitar gets dinged yeah. up. When I was a kid, I hated it. Yeah. I had a, my, my old guitar. I would polish it every other day. And if anybody touched it, they'd take off your belt. Yeah. Now they're all. Yeah, you had you know, one guitar. This is my <laughs> this is my nicest, prettiest, you know, best kept guitar. Just yeah. the art. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Well, that's that's great. Great to see the lineup. Let's talk a little bit about some pedals. Yeah, yeah. So um, first and foremost, I go first into a wah pedal. And, and you've always been a cable guy. Always a cable guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, this kind of thing we were talking about earlier about digital amp modeling and, and everything. It all, it all, it all changes the tone, you yeah. know, in one way or another. And um, silly me, I've never even tried. You know, I've 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 gone out once or twice with a wireless just to hear the front of the house yeah. with somebody else's, but I've never done it in a show. Yeah. Uh, I've just heard so many people say, "Yep, changes the tone." So I'm like, "All right, no, I'm not doing it." Yeah. So um, I, I'm the, I think I'm the only guy on stage with the cable. I am. Yeah. And it's amazing because you've played huge venues, you know, long, as big as it long, gets. Long cables. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so you like a 50 foot cable. Yeah. yeah whatever, you know, whatever it takes. Long cable warms the tone a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I go into first. A wah over on this side, so I have. And that's your sig, right? I have, yeah. This is this is the Morley uh, signature wah. I usually have one over here and one over here, just so I can say hi to different folks if I'm using it. Um, sure. So the that wah has um, a little bit of boost added to it. Um, that's why it was called the power wah. Um, so I just pretty much back when we got together with Morley, I looked at the. I was using the bad horsey at the time, yeah. and I was like, all right, let's tweak. Uh, I, I think I dialed in the, the, 
with the pedal of the frequency that I like the most. I'm like, can we just take that and broaden that? And then take this frequency and brought like the low mid and the high mid and just boost that and get rid of some of the high end. Um, so that's what we did with the pedal. Huh. Um, well, that a, what a great luxury to be able to like get them to make the wah like you want it. Yeah, and it was so, and it wasn't a, a long process. These yeah. guys were just quick, like, yeah, we just take this and, huh. you know, yeah, they can just take a frequency and blow it up. Um, then we go into the hand wired tube screamer which is I've toured with for years and years. The only other overdrive that I like better than that is the Klon, but I'm not going to bring a Klon on stage because it's just going to get sure. messed up. But the Tube Screamer, love it. And I tape these pedals, not to hide settings, but to make sure they don't get nudged. Yeah. Um, and then um, this is just my foot controller for my amp. Then I've got the Boss OC5 octave, and I never was really a Boss octave player until i saw some people reviewing this pedal and then i bought it and and kind of uh a beat it with a bunch of my octaves at home and it was just as good as anything i had huh. and it's such a small little pedal space and it's got so many options it's got the analog and the uh you know the polyphonic settings on there so if you're doing single string stuff you throw it on the analog and it sounds rich and warm you put it on the polyphonic and do chords and it sounds huh. it sounds great yeah that's great um, the MXR smart gate is something that I just started using on this last tour and it's, I can't, I couldn't live without it anymore. It's really? such a, we do, um, you know, when I, we're doing high gain stuff, we're doing pretty high gain stuff and we do a lot of songs that have like stop, you know, hit a, hit a couple chords, stop and it right. to be dead quiet. That thing, it just cuts it right off and I got it set right to where it's not too, um, it's not soaking up your your tone it's, it's just right it's just right where it needs to be not cutting off the note when yeah. you're holding yeah. the sustain. it only does it when you really want it to do it yeah. um but i couldn't live without that now and there was a few we've tried but the mxr is the one that i keep going back to um of course the everybody's boss tuner um yeah that's kind of the standard of the industry yeah yeah for sure <laughs> and then um this is a prototype for i'm i'm, I'm starting a pedal manufacturing company here Oh, how great. Um, you know, it's just a fun, I think it's just a fun, it'll be a fun project, you know, yeah. and I'm, just like everything else, I'm going to try and keep them real, real affordable, uh, real user friendly. This is a Univide type pedal. Can we hear it? A little yeah, bit? yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this is this is um, a prototype for a new pedal that I'm developing. I'm I'm trying to develop a whole line of pedals. Oh, great. I don't know what we're gonna call them yet, but um, I want to come out with three pedals first. Um, and this one is is uh, you know a modulation style. Yeah, Univibe. Wow, so it's, man, it's, it's great. It's got a lot of. Um, just pure vibe. And I don't use it much live. But there's three or four songs that I'll use it in and it's just um, God, it sounds great. And you're rich. You're running you're not running stereo, but it gives you this kind of stereo yeah, yeah. spread that's crazy. I've always been a fan of of modulating effects. You know, I've had the Univibes and I've had the I've had all the boutique sure. style pedals like that and um I'm just trying to make one that's as good as any of those or better and um, for my for my plan. Sure. And, uh, 
It I sounds it. great. It's real glassy it, and. Uh, I love the way it looks too. Yeah, I think I think uh, the whole. You know, we've been talking about coming up with this hip aesthetic for the thing. I'm like, you know, I like the way it is. Yeah. To me, it looks like um, if Alexander Dumble were alive and making pedals, <laughs> right. that's what it would look like. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Now, it looks okay, boutique. Okay, so what what pedals are you? Are you in the line gonna gonna develop what? So right now I've got uh, this pedal. I've got a tremolo pedal, which there's some there's companies that do do the one trick pony thing really well. They make yeah. these great pedals that you only use for one trick. Sure. The tremolo pedal I wanted to have, um, where you could have it's almost like a it's almost like this vibe where it's real cool and vibey, but you also have this dead cut. Um, tremble where it's like da, 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 oh, yeah. you can tap tempo it. That percussive so, thing. And I want to make it where you say you're at the end of a song and you hit a big chord, you go bop, 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 and it cuts, yeah. dead, dead cuts it off. Yeah. Um, and then you can tap tempo it, so you just hit it twice and, at whatever tempo you're at, and you can tap tempo your, you know, however fast right. you want it to, to go. I love it. You know, a pedal's good when um, they sent me the, the first version of it and I sat down within 15 minutes and wrote. Uh, Big piece with oh, it. like, wow, this is cool. This is great. I wrote a song. Oh, I didn't yeah. write a whole song, but I wrote a part. Um, so oh, that's great. And then we're gonna do um, we're gonna do an overdrive, which is a tricky a tricky one because of course I'm going after the clon. That's the toughest. Everybody's one. going after the clon. Overdrive's the toughest. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's like, we got it. We got the clon. And I'll hear it. And I'm like, you don't have the clon. Some people <laughs> have the clon. It's just like the dumble thing. Yeah. People are like, no, we got this thing. That sounds like a dumble. It does not sound like a dumble. You put yeah. the dumble and that next to one another. It's imitating a dumble, but it's not the dumble. Yeah. That I. There's some great overdrives. There's there's like the Zen drive. I thought was great. Oh, yeah, I love the, it. Um, there's the uh, there's so so many. Yeah, this tube screamer is great. Yeah, the tube, yeah. tube screamer is great. I think it's just a different animal than the clon. Yeah. But if I'm at home. And I'm playing through whatever I want at home. I'm playing through the Klon. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not going to bring an $8,000 pedal on tour. And I bought the Klon when it was 400 bucks. Oh, so thank goodness. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Yeah. Um, so we're going to try to do an overdrive. I want it to be transparent. Um, I want it to sound like the Klon. Yeah. And I don't want it to be $8,000. Right, I want right. it to be 200 bucks. Well, great. well I can't so. wait to hear that. I can't wait to hear the tremolo. When you, in fact, tremolo's great. It's upstairs. When you get them done, yeah. send a couple to PG. Yeah, we'll review them. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, Charlie, <laughs> let's review this pedal if we can. And then the last pet, well, actually, this this thing here just um, if there's a problem at, at the show where something's starting to act, to act up, I can hit that button and it will disengage this. So I'll be, be going straight to the amp. So if there's a problem here, we'll know it. Yeah, I've never used it. He, Scott over here, he he put it on there. That's the emergency panic switch. That's, that's the uh, eject button. Yeah. 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 Good idea. And then this pedal here, I bought it just for fun. It's the drop pedal by Digitech. And um, I bought it because I'm in the dressing room warming up for a show and I have so many different tunings. I don't want to have to keep grabbing a guitar tuning. So I'm like, all right, whole step down, half step down. I'll, I'll go down seven steps. Yeah. So um, we have a song on our new record called uh, Fable of the Silent Sun. And this is your seventh album, right? This is our seventh record with Altabridge. Oh, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Oh my gosh. I've recorded 18 records now, God. you know, with the Christmas record. I just did a Christmas God. record this year. It's my 18th record. God. Um, but this You've pedal. You've been busy, man. I've been busy. 
<laughs> I've been busy. You know, I, I wish I was even busier with the with the jazzy kind of stuff, yeah. the Sinatra stuff. But, um, so there's a song. It's called Fable of the Silent Sun, and it's G sharp standard, which is terrible. Nobody, yeah. wa I don't want to play in G sharp standard because no. I wrote a solo that I can't do live because it's 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 the strings are all over the place. Right. So then I'm like, why can't I take this drop, drop pedal and tune it down? And live, it's. You know, it doesn't sound bad. When we hit the. Um... Wow. Hear a little bit of that digital kind of what it God. does, but I'd way rather have a little bit of my of that tone in there than having to play a, a guitar in G sharp. Yeah, Cause yeah. Because the, the reaction of the string is still the same. Yeah. Well, and I don't know about you, but my hands gravitate towards the dots. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so when you're in, when I'm in between the dots, I'm like, I'm always going yeah. one way or the other. That's to me, that's a dream come true too. I could, I wouldn't want to play that song live without that pedal. Yeah. But sometimes I'll forget to turn that pedal off or forget to turn it on, and Miles would do his his pretty <laughs> intro to the song, and then I'll come in in a complete different key. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! That's a big sound. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. But you know, when that song kicks in and you hit that first note with that thing tuned down like that, and it's when it's isolated like this, you can hear what it, how it colors yeah. the sound. When you're in a in live context. setting like this, you yeah. don't. It's just, it just sounds big. Well, and even naked like that, it sounds amazing. Yeah, so. it's fun. It's yeah. different. Would but, I use it in the studio? Probably not that yeah. way, but yeah, it's great. Yeah, don't have to. No. Yeah, no, no. yeah it's studio. No. Yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, this is a good segue into. Uh, into your new amp. Yes. Can yeah. we can we talk about the new amp? Absolutely. Okay, so this is your new signature amp. Yes. So my rig now is so simple. It's just one amplifier. The only reason I have two is just for a backup in case something goes terribly wrong. But outside of the amplifier, uh, the most important thing is this. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I call it Kikasui. But this thing takes voltage out of the wall or the power out of the wall. And you can dial it in uh, um, exactly where you want it. So you want it at 120 volts. So I travel all over the world with this thing and power is a moving target. Sure. And it will destroy your show. Oh yeah. Um, so this thing, I think I learned it from um, Angus Young's tech that did, did, oh, really? did a rundown and he uses these. A bunch of people use them now. Um, but anyways, my rig is now just an MT100, which is the new signature amp that's coming out very soon. This is the first time it's ever been filmed here <laughs> yeah. with you guys. There we go. So. Um, the only thing I've got going through it is I've got this G-Lab smooth delay running through the effects loop. I can't stand playing a guitar when it's just dry. I just can't stand it. Yeah. I just put my delay on, I tap tempo it like this every time for every song. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we had to hide it because we're playing live and it's not revealed yet. So we had this gentleman make these covers, but for the first time in history, <laughs> we're going to oh, take that so cover we're doing the reveal? We're, doing the, we're yeah. doing the reveal. Oh, yeah. There you go. Fabulous. So we took the aesthetic idea from the grill of a old, um, gosh, I, forget, I think it was like an old school Rolls Royce or something. And uh, it's, uh, you know, we wanted to look industrial and timeless. Yeah. Um, so the amp is three channels, 
and these channels share nothing other than the two 12AX7s and the effects loop. So there's no cascading anything. It's huh. like having three amps in one head. Um, and it's got a clean channel that to me is the best sounding clean. In yeah. the high gain amp world, you know, because a lot of the high gain amps will, will really focus on that, that dirty one channel. Thing. Yeah. The clean channel leaves much to be desired a lot of times. There are amp companies that, that killed both of them, but. Um, and then you have the middle channel, which is what took so long. You know, we took five years to develop this amp. It was, um, I wanted to first do two channels, but then I'm like, you know what, I want, I want there to be, I don't want to have to keep on dialing down my dirties or, or gaining up my cleans to have this, this mid, middle of the road. You could still strum stuff on this thing. And yeah. It's a very versatile channel. If See, the gain is set really low right now, but the way I have the gain set is if you dime it all the way, you can stand in front of the amp and it won't feed back, and you, you hold a note, and it will bloom. Wow. You know, so it's watch it feed back now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. So it's completely dimed. Wow! So it does that does the bloom thing? God, that's great. But it's we don't have the time today to go into all the versatility of that channel, but that took us years to dial in. It's um, I took my Dumble, which is my my favorite Dumble, into Paul Reed's. And you've had several. Right? I've had I've had several, yeah. and uh, I brought it in there. I wanted to show Paul and the guys that let's 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 really dive into this thing. And I also have a, a Bruno S100 that he borrowed that very Dumble for like six months to get all the time period correct parts, dial it in as good as he could. And I wanted to, sh to be like, all right, if, if, they can, if they can get in the ballpark, let's try to get in the ballpark as well. So we sat there, we went over it so many times. And yeah. um, Paul would get in there and just tear into it. And uh, we finally came up with this thing. There's something that happens when you play a dumbbell when the pick hits the string. It's this, this, this certain characteristic that you hear that I wanted this amp to have. And I think we did a little bit of it. We did not make a dumble. Nobody's made the dumble. Yeah. But we made something that I think um, stands right up there against all the dumble clones. Oh, that's you know? great. Um, well, and, and dumbles aren't even, I mean, they're all Yeah, they're all different. different. They're but, all they, but they do have a thing. Yeah. The, good, the great dumbles, all the ones that I've heard share this characteristic that I wanted to bring out in this amp. But like I said, when I, when I shoot this amp out with, I always have people come to my house and I'll break out all my amps, we'll have an amp party. <laughs> yeah. When I do a shootout with this overdrive channel versus, and I won't name names because I'm friendly with a lot of these folks, but when yeah. I shoot it out with a lot of the Dumble style amps, this is right there with them. And those amps are $10,000, $8,000. I want to keep this amp 1800 bucks, you know, Guns. under $2,000. Yeah, I want, great. I want it to be super affordable. Um, so this channel, like I said, it does everything well. It's it, it you you can make it sound like a, a Marshall. You know, you turn the gain all the way up. You can do the ACDC thing or, or whatnot. If you throw a Klon in front of that channel, it's the glassiest, greatest, squishy overdrive ever. And then um, the dirty channel is kind of the uh, where it all began. I think that's where most of the you know the 
players, younger players especially, are going to be buying the amp because it sure. does the heavy thing. So. <laughs> So it does the chunky thing. Yeah, just um, huge. But it also does, uh, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to get that chunky thing happening with, without a shrill, harsh lead tone. And the yeah. lead tone on it's, uh, if you're familiar with the MT-15, he played that, you can see that that's got that, that aggressive tone that you can dial back and a lead tone that doesn't get harsh. You know, yeah. it's just smooth and rich. But that's, uh, it's got a lot going on in that amp. It's, 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 I wanted to build an amp that if I took on the road, I wouldn't be missing any of my amps from home. Right. You know, I've got my Fender Twin-esque kind of cleans yeah, and I've got clean. my dumbly sound and then I've got all my high gain amps that I, and it's kind of like a, if you looked at like a Mesa Boogie dual rectifier and a Bogner Ubershaw and, uh, and you took, and they had babies and yeah. uh, <laughs> I tried to pick all my favorites from these amps and put it into this one channel. Well, so. it's congrats, man. I think you, Thank you totally nailed it. Especially that clean sound, man. It's so yeah, hard to get, clean is, yeah. get the combination of those. Absolutely. So, fabulous. Well, Mark, I can't thank you enough. Thank We're you. We're going to talk to your bandmate yes, yes. and see what he's got going on. Okay, now I'm with Miles Kennedy. Miles, so good to see you again, It's man. good to see you. And so good to see this guitar. Well, thank you. I'm... Uh, I'm in love. I love these. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I um, I did a review of it a little while ago, and and you know, I'm a Nashville guy, so right. tellies are like part of our. Right. They don't let you in town without a telly. Right. Exactly. Uh, and to me, it was just like the perfect. They they made everything that I like about a T style. They totally accomplished, but it does so much more. Yeah. Yeah. It's really. Uh... You know, it's one of those things where when, when we all started talking, I think the goal was to take elements from a T-style that we loved yeah. and then marry them with more modern, right. you know, sure. concepts. Yeah. And, um, but, and that, that was a lot harder than I thought it would be because right. it's a delicate dance. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. how totally. do you improve on something that was so perfect out of the gate? Right. You know, right. it's like from... <laughs> From 1950 on, they really they figured yeah. that's pretty amazing yeah. when you really think oh, about. Oh yeah, this is 70 year old technology. Exactly, and uh. but they 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 got it right the first time. So it was a matter of, you know, just no pun intended riffing <laughs> together <laughs> yeah. and trying to figure out you know what how we wanted to approach this. And I knew that like the the neck was really important. I knew, you know, what I wanted to feel there. Um, I, I wanted the profile to, to be substantial enough to where, um, you know, there was a, there was a, a girth there and I, it, it, would be, it would help resonate and whatnot. But I did, also didn't want it to be a baseball bat, fatigue, yeah. fatigue the hand too quickly. The other thing that took a while was trying to figure out whether it was going to be a seven and a quarter radius or just a 10 inch radius. And we settled on the 10, fortunately, which I think- Glad was, you did. Yeah. Yeah, glad you did. Cause it, 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 yeah, that seems like the, like the sweet spot. Yeah, it's a sweet, and plus that's, I think so many guitars, you know, from, I don't know, you know, a certain, from a certain time period that just became kind of the industry standard. Yeah. People are so, are used to that. So if I switch guitars, if I go to one of my McCarty's or something, it's already at that, that radius. So I'm, yeah. com I'm comfortable and yeah. I don't feel like I'm trying to push through the wood, you know? Um, but yeah, the, and the pickups, that was a big, that was another yeah, big So thing. how did, yeah, how did the pickups happen? So initially, 
I think for me, I was hoping it would be close to you know, certain tea styles that I liked, that I had in my collection, and we were shooting for that. And then Paul and, and the team there had, some, had a great idea, which, which was, well, let's try the narrow fields. Because then what we can do is we can take elements of what you like as far as that single coil um, personality, that, that, yeah. that characteristic of single coils that only single coils have. But we can do it, and we can remove the hum. Right. You know, and I was like, well, if you can pull that off. So when they sent, I think the second version, I was just floored because it exceeded what I thought it was going to be in the first place. And really for me, the best thing is, is it's such a versatile pickup. You know, I wasn't sure I, you know, I, because of the various projects I play with, I was hoping we were going to fall into a tone that would you know, it, it, would, it would be very versatile, and that's what this achieves. Um, it, to me, it's like a, it's, it's got an element of almost like a P90 at times, but, but then if I back off the, the uh, I, I, I work with the, with the tone knob a lot, you know, so if I want it to sound like a straight up single coil, I'll put it down, leave it wide open, and then you get that, you know, you get that, um, you know, just that. get that that spank yeah but if you want to calm it down a little bit and I'll even back that off a little bit you know so it's it's nice and then when we can go over there and we put some gain through it you'll hear the um, you know, hear how that works but yeah I mean it's it's just been great yeah, re you really nailed it. Love the body shape, love the way it felt. Uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, Thank you. Yeah. That means a lot coming from you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, oh. That's great to hear. Yeah. Okay, so you probably spend most of your time on this yeah. during the night, but what else are you carrying out? What uh, are your, you know, what else, do, you, do you play anything else during the night? Yeah, well, just uh, various versions of these. So I have... Um, so the McCarty is, is it retired? No, it's not retired. I use the McCarty on a song called Open Your Eyes and mm. that really works well. And then I use a, let's see, the 250 for the, the single cut, 250 for one song for like a real heavy cut. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's, it's, it's this one, the antique white version, the hunter's green version, and the black one. Those are, those so it's are really not long. color. It's all really not color. It's really not color or anything else. Okay, <laughs> well, that's great. Okay, so yeah, as far as the main rhythm tone with Alter Bridge, it's just the you know the diesel channel three. Sure, which I think you had last time. I did. You've been pretty loyal to those yeah. guys for a while. I now. love diesel. They yeah. yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Is my yeah. motto. I've been using the. You know, I started with the Herbert in when we were making the Blackbird record and fell in love with Channel 2 and then started using the VH4, I don't know, how many years ago did I start integrating that? Probably five, six years ago. And now we put them together and kind of blend them a certain way. So it's- oh, okay, so you're actually running both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I forgot just how complex they look. Yeah, it right? really, it's like a spaceship. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but it, you know, we, uh, we don't we, we really only use two channels on each amp so we're not changing a lot um yeah. and it just works you know it's yeah. just <laughs>
tight. Yeah. You know, and it cuts, it sits in the mix really nice. It's all right. about the, it's all about the mid range. Yeah. You know, it is. Right. It is all <laughs> That's about. all I care about. It's like, you're like, well, how much bottom end does it have? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's like, what are the mids? Is it going to, because when everything is, when you're putting it in that environment with Brian and how much bottom end, how much real estate he's using there. Yeah. You know, it's about the finding the right mid-range frequencies, which this does really well. Yeah, really well. And you're running into both those diesel cabinets. Yes. We, I think we have one is dry and one is wet. So okay. let's do the, like, the lead sound. Um, yeah, go ahead and throw it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, it's just nice and does what a guitar should do. Yeah. Um, and what you're not a huge pedal board. What all are you are you running? Yeah. So I'm running the. So I can remember off the top of my head. What do we got over there? We've got the 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 clone clone, which is what what I use for the leads. And that basically takes off a little bit of the top end. It just kind of smooths it out in conjunction with pulling this 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 tone knob. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. So without it, <laughs> so you're so, doing the dance with your tech. Exactly. <laughs> That's what we do every night too. When I'm over here, I just say, Dave, hit that pedal. I'm gonna do a lead. Yeah. Actually, I just realized I had that in the second position, but yeah. but it's you still get the point. Yeah. Um, so we got that. We have the um, the freeze, which is important for at the end of the at some of the songs. We want that feedback. Yeah. So I'll just hit the freeze pedal so that way I can switch guitars. Sure. Keep the, you know, the, it's in case there's not applause. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes it's like crickets. And people are like, these guys suck. So I just leave the freeze pedal on and I don't know, it's not yeah. going to mess with me. <laughs> right, right. So we got the freeze pedal. The Strymon's killer. I'm borrowing that from you, borrowing oh, yeah. from Dave. He found that recently. I love that pedal. Yeah, oh, so the, line, the old school, the old yeah. school, which I've had now for it's like a since, twenty-five year old. Pedal. Yeah, and I I think it's held up for twenty-five years. Yeah, I use there's it's about the tri-chorus. That's what I love. On yeah, that. oh yeah. And I've been using that sound forever in yeah. this band and in Mayfield Four and yeah. Yeah. So then we also have the what do we, we have? The Boss uh, Reverb. Boss Reverb. That's a cool pedal, with which adds. Go ahead and kick yeah. that one on. Um, Cool. Yeah, I love it. And what's the what else do we have there? We got the pong, which we use once in a while. Yeah, yeah. we use yeah. that once in a while. And then normally it's the Octron three Boxer Octron, which we're in the process of getting back. So yeah, the Oct Octron, yeah. Octron three, which I use for. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We're improving. We're stepping up. Uh, <laughs> stepping up. Stepping up. Things are really taking off. Well, you yeah. know, we find finally. I think we've made it. We finally arrived. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not a real complex rig. Yeah. Say we keep it pretty simple. Yeah. 
Great guitar, great amp, couple pedals. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Hey, tell me about the uh, the owl. The owl. Yeah, the owl was kind of um, it was something that um, we came up with for the solo record, the Ides of March. I think I believe my friend Chuck came up with that design, and um, and I love I, I love owls. Owls represent you know wisdom, which I have nothing. I have nothing going on upstairs, so. <laughs> I'm aspiring to wisdom. Um, no, seriously. Uh, I love the humility. Well, and it's not Don't false believe humility, it. believe me. I'm as dumb as a box of rocks, kids. But, 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 but actually, what I, there's, a, there's another, it depends which culture it is, but it's really the ability to be, you know, kind of be flexible. And, and, and I'm actually the word, Highlighting the fact that I'm dumb as a box of rocks, <laughs> I'm not finding the right word right now, but it's basically the ability to adapt, oh. right? And, and that's what I love about this guitar. I feel like the owl really covers that nicely because this is such a versatile instrument. Right. You know, and that was, that was, the, that was paramount for us. And it was kind of a perfect marriage with PRS because they're such a bird yeah. company. That's, <laughs> kind a, of, actually, that's it, a good point. Yeah, kind of, kind of all... It seems like the natural progression. Yeah, Boom, ends, ends with the owl. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I love owls. I just think owls are just yeah. majestic, incredible yeah. creatures. So, right. Yeah. And you kind of come from owl territory. We do. Up in the up in the Pacific Northwest, up yeah. there in you know Spokane, Washington, yeah. and yeah. But sometimes uh, my wife Selene and I will go for a drive and head out towards Idaho, and we'll see you know all sorts of cool birds. Yeah. It's awesome. So yeah. I felt like the owl was perfect. So Miles, what do you got going on back here? Yeah, so we've got some delays that mainly are used for leads. Are these in the effects loop? Is that why you they kept are. them back here? Yes, they are in the effects loop. And we run the effects loop just in the, in the Herbert, right? No, just That's in just in the VH4. So, so the Herbert's dry, VH4 is wet. And we run the Dispatch Master from Earthquaker, Killer Pedals, and then uh, a carbon copy from MXR, oh, which, yeah. which is you know, yeah. tried and true. So. Tried and true. Yeah. Well, I know you guys got a show and I know we've overstayed our welcome, but man, Miles, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to play this and congrats on that. I love your new guitar. You. Glad it's thank out you. there to, thank you. you know, moving us forward. Right on. Till next time. <laughs>